Hi everybody and welcome to AV World UK episode 5. This week we are joined as usual by Mr Mark Sumner and Mr Andy Sharp. How are we doing lads? Evening. Yeah, good evening. And we are also absolutely over the moon to be joined by the wonderful Rachel Hamilton. How are you doing Rachel? Are you alright? Hello, yes I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. So this week we are talking about award shows. Uh, we've all been to a lot of award shows. We've all attended them and we've all got some very funny stories for it. So I'm really excited about this episode because I think we've got loads to chat about and loads of things that are uh, the people that are listening in uh, will be able to relate to. Um, so Rachel, I've got to go straight into you. You've been very involved in lots and lots of them. What's one of the best things about organising an award show the best thing about organizing an award show is when it's finally finished um, <laughs> i have a whole two weeks not to think about awards i can honestly and i don't mean that yep. in an awful way like i don't think people really put into perspective like they don't really consider how much it takes to put on an awards event that you try mm. to get 100 of people not complain about you know obviously there's always a few <laughs> but um you know blood sweat and tears goes into every single bit of that i don't think there's been an awards event that i haven't cried um oh. and it's not no but it, it's not even in a like a somebody's made me cry it's been so for the last like however many years i have you know my sort of vip table of 10 when i worked at av magazine and I, I managed to fine tune that table because mm. every one of those 10 people on that table knew how to handle an emotional Rachel. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, well, it could have been a drunk emotional, you know, a Prosecco emotional, but more or less, it probably would have been, thank God it's gone all right. Thank God. And then I just start like, you know, I haven't cried for a whole year and suddenly everything just comes together and I just like let it all, like, let it all out. But um, the best... I can I can honestly say the best thing about organizing an awards event is when all the AV goes right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for our industry. I can honestly say so obviously for the for years and years we had issues in the Grosvenor for AV awards because yeah. it's not a place for sound. It's, it's <laughs> Acoustics are not. Yeah, they're not your they're, friend. <laughs> no, well, you know, unfortunately, like they're, you know, we've used a couple of the major manufacturers who are absolutely got the top class quality, and even they'd struggle with they, and they got some of their fantastic yeah. sound engineers in. It's just not made for a place, and we just get abuse every single year for that. And it's just one of those. It's things. the wrong place, isn't it? Really, if you've got all of these industry experts and they can tell the difference, like they can yeah, hear it. No, what? Not one of them came forward to say, "Oh, this is what you do. This is what you do." <laughs> they're hiding in the shadows uh, i i imagine there's just so much like you think about organizing any type of event but of the scale when you're bringing industry uh peers together the amount of uh, of time and effort and stuff that goes into creating an experience that people look forward to because they're, you know, looking for that recognition, and we'll, we'll get into a bit more about the, like some of the the actual sort of awards and stuff. But the recognition that they're looking to receive, that they're, they're built up, their their expectations are, are really. That's it. I mean, raised. You know, awards event is like a ten month campaign. 
you yeah, know, yeah. because, and, and it actually is for the organizers as well, because, you know, as soon as it finishes, we then have to get a whole new look for the year after, come up with a theme. We then have, um, we don't, I mean, this is speaking about the AV Awards, which I don't know what other awards events, do. I mean, I know what bit of them do, but but this is the AV Awards um, stuff. You know, as soon as that had done, you said, we get the branding done, then we get an advise our advisory board together. So what the AV Awards always did was um, had, a, had an independent, independent advisory board and it was made up of manufacturers, distributors, integrators yep. so that we could get the voice of the entire industry. And actually a few years before I'd left, you know, we completely rechanged all the categories and all the criteria to try and match what the industry wanted. Yeah. So we'd have to go through that. And then obviously there'd be so much feedback back from that, that we'd have to then get it all together and then try and make sure all that advisory board was happening. Yeah. We then find get then we try and get the judges involved to make sure they're happy and then yeah and then it's getting all the marketing together and then make making sure people actually enter because you haven't got an awards event if you haven't got any yeah energy. I guess it, like so no actually, no one no one's entering and yeah well, I guess no one cool. enters until um one minute to midnight on that Friday every year so <laughs> one minute you've got five entries and the next minute you've suddenly got 700 so you can imagine it, it is just heart failure until the bitter end yeah so um and so you've got that and then it's like the next bit it's like oh god are people going to actually attend are we going to have an empty room and again everyone books last minute so nice. please stop booking things last minute and give us a break <laughs> I just I can't imagine like the, the for us on the other like I, I've not been involved in in, in organizing an award ceremony i've been involved in in in, in some small parts in organizing some events but not not even to that scale but i guess for for um for mark and andy like we've been on the other side so we've we've gone in with the you know we're the ones that turn up in the dicky bow expecting it to all be amazing i mean andy you got any highlights from an award show that you've been to i mean you, it can't even be a lighting award show if they've even got any of that <laughs> out i, I there don't want to bore everyone so early in the podcast banging on about lighting again to be honest so. <laughs> <laughs> but do they have award shows for lighting of course absolutely yeah and um, what sort of categories in, in a lighting award show uh I, I don't know but they should have you know brightest star <laughs> that sort of thing you know <laughs> So, you know, I, yeah, I, do you know what, it, funnily enough, so it is kind of different. Having worked in a couple of different industries, um, we are lucky, maybe, if we work in the AV and IT industry and we actually do proper awards. Yeah. We'd say lighting is maybe slightly further down that chain. It's a bit more like um, local council people, if you know what I mean. It's a, it's a sort of a much lower quality hotel. We're not heading into London. We're sort of more sort of central Milton Keynes, you know, the Holiday Inn kind of thing, um, which is fine. You know, it's there for everybody. And But yeah, there's maybe a little bit less glamour than you get out of the AV thing. And uh, honestly, from the outside looking in, the AV Awards are genuinely quite glamorous, I think. They're quite yeah. cool. You roll up. It's a lovely venue. It's really nice. Um, everybody's dressed really well. Nobody's sort of, you know, turning up in jeans and a T-shirt sort of thing. You know, the standards are all sort of set to that level that it looks quite nice. Yeah, I, um, I think so. It's, and actually, this year I remember they had all the people pretending to be photographers at the front. I think they've done that, that paparazzi thing when you go in. I think it adds to that sort of build up as you're going in. I think they've done that for a little while. And, and I remember it sort of uh, first time. I think it was at the Grosvenor. I, I think was, mm. was the first time they did that at the AV Awards. But I've certainly been to different places where they they sort of it's to give you that VIP experience of a night out. You spent a lot of time. And um, Mark, uh, you've been to many of uh, many award shows yourself. Yeah, been to quite a few actually. And. It, Andy's hit the nail on the head. The AV Awards was the first time I've attended the AV Awards this year because being more primarily UC uh, and networking background, it was either UC Awards, things like that, that I went to. And it is glamorous compared to some other award ceremonies. I mean, everybody 
gets as much as they can. There was a lot more people at the AV Awards and I've seen at many other awards. And whether that was a low number compared to previous years, I don't know because of COVID and things like that. But it was brilliant to kind of be in there and see it, feel it, be a part of it. Just the build-up, you know. Like We knew we were coming down the drive down. I came with, with a few guys from the north. We were all excited to see what it was like, to see what the glamour was. We'd oh. seen all the uh, the like, prints of what it was going to look like, and we're all following the um, the kind of socials on it for the day. And that was it. You know, you, you're really interested in it. Rather than just turning up to an award show, you actually wanted to be at an award show. Yeah. Never won one, no, by the way. You know, <laughs> well, I guess. I guess, Rachel. Like, do you get to feel because so, because obviously when you've been involved in organising it, and I know that you've you've been since so, um, or, or been to, to uh, awards and stuff since. But do you get that sense that it's such an experience for so many people when you're organising an awards event that so many people have prepared themselves for days in advance, have got themselves ready and built up, and and you know when you're sort of in that in that bubble. Yeah, I mean. It's difficult, you know, when you're when you're so siloed in your own little business, it's all about the things that are going wrong, not the things that are going right. You know, we all we all yeah. experience that. But it is kind of that last week but when there's nothing more we can do, it's all done. Mm. But that last week when you see everyone get, getting so excited on Twitter and so excited on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, that's when you're like, you know, this is really big and it's actually quite special. I mean, and I think this sounds really cheesy, but like, I think it's an AV industry thing because I have got friends in so many different industries that go to awards events. And when they see my Facebook or my LinkedIn or my Twitter or speak to me, they're like, God, our awards aren't like that. I mean, my husband (laughs) works in IT. I mean, and their awards are certainly not like that. They just don't have that. We actually like, most of us all actually really like each other and get on with each other and enjoy spending time with each other. And I think- you know, that's even if the even if the event was going to be really rubbish this year, uh, the AV was going to be really rubbish last year, which it wasn't. But it could have been the worst show ever. But I think everyone would have had a great time because yeah. everyone got to be with each other for the first time in years. I, I, I really that's what I felt with the last one. Certainly after a year of sort of online, it's really hard online award ceremonies. I, I did a couple um, and. and it's such a tough thing because you just don't have that same experience that we uh, maybe expect. Like we're all used to that build up that just up. Yeah, we are spoiled. And and then to go online, to be sitting in our living rooms with a Chinese and, and a glass of <laughs> wine, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that same atmosphere. I, I, and, and so, yeah, well, like you say, when the first time of getting everyone back together, getting that experience and as an industry, we're really, close knit I think from from our our part of the industry we, we talked last week with Greg about sort of what is AV and we, we kind of went through a little bit of that there's so many different other parts to audiovisual than maybe just the bits that we see or that we mm. segment but for the bits that we kind of see or that we're involved with all of that is really quite tight knit and, and and we'll turn out for each other in these mm. uh in these situations I agree I mean it was great working with Mag and um, for AV magazine for so many years because um, we didn't really sit in a silo. Mm. We covered, you know, everyone from manuf- we knew the manufacturers, distributors, integrators, consultants, end users, but then we know all the vertical markets in the end user world. But then, you know, we'd spin off into knowing the audio people, the broadcast people, the yeah. UC people. We'd- so actually, I feel that we were kind of we kind of split ourselves across every single market. But I can still say that the traditional AV market out of all of them seems to have. Other than the audio world, the audio world has a very special sort of bond. But uh, mm. no, the AV, our traditional AV world as such is, um, 
is pretty special so I think we are quite lucky hence why I think a lot of us have been in it for so many years yes we've been in it a while but I, I think it's certainly that's where I see sort of the the validity of of the uh, and what we do and, and you look at you know not just um, with with AV magazine but with some with with the other AV industry awards shows and the recognition that comes with that you know they have um the the prestige that comes with winning an award within this industry is recognized i think that's why it's valued so um whether it's uh, from a business perspective or or you know marketing or external perspective it's valued as to being recognized by the people that have put these things together so um i think the our uh, the industry that we're in probably see it as much as more worthwhile than maybe other other industries where they will give awards uh, in you know more like participation medals of thank you very much congratulations you know you've done a lot I, I think that there are there's certain validity to the industry-wide stuff because we're so close and you can recognize people for delivering a project or delivering a great service or delivering something that's that's that goes above and beyond i think the problem the big difference is, is that with av it's so integrated so you have so many different types of people and companies and skill sets involved in every project or tech anything that you do so it feels like it's a very sort of um you know it feels like it's a family thing because you've got so many people involved in everything yeah. i mean i can't imagine that's the same for all sort of projects or things that go on in other industries as such because obviously av is just the I think it's the focal point of the world, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. But I mean, from the AV Awards, if we talk about that as, as one, but there's the AV Awards that take place in London and they have taken place in London for, for every every year. And then there's AV News that's generally out at ISE or wherever that would be. So I'm guessing they'll, they'll move to Barcelona this year. It's been at, in, at the Rye or, or close to the Rye for uh, in a different, slightly different format. And then there's other sort of award shows that take place in, in other locations. So I think generally the, sort of this focal point of traveling down to London. I do wonder sometimes because of the industry sort of expanding now, whether that might shift, whether there may be a view to moving those around or having them in different locations where it might see, you know, uh, uh, an award show up in Manchester or in Leeds or, you know, Birmingham um, and there being a, a move to a venue. But I guess when you were organising those, was it a view of the size of the venue that was important? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, once we grew out of the once we grew out Grosvenor, you couldn't go anywhere other than pretty much um, Battersea, um, Evol Evolution London, it's called now. You could go to Celtic Manor and all those kind of places. But the thing is, you probably you're probably going to lose a lot of footfall when you start having to trek out to places. Yep. And unfortunately, that is what you know awards events are up against. You know, everything tends to be in London because it, it's easy. But, and you know, when 80% of your industry is really based around there. Yeah. So it, it, it's unfortunate, but actually, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't go and do a roadshow of an AV awards, for example, because you've yeah. got to bear in mind that the AV magazine, Innovate, Installation, all of the different magazines, they're all businesses. Um, and I always used to say this because it, it was something that quite frustrated me. You know, you'd have people going, why don't you do this for free? Or why wouldn't you give us that? And it's like, you've got to remember where that, that, they're, they're all businesses they're not charities we re mm. they relied on sponsorship they relied on yeah. and they relied on all that to keep going so if you wanted these trade publications that you loved to keep going you have to support it yeah and if you start doing like 10 awards event around the country you're not going to have you know I'll earn this, you know, you'll probably just be like, I'll support one or the thing is that that'll actually cost more money in the long run. And you're not going to give us more money to do that. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. 
It'd just be nice to go up and do the Mark Sumner Award up in uh, Blackburn, I guess. <laughs> oh, I just want to see like the difference between general standard fare of blade of beef or chicken wrapped in bacon to this quality of pie that you would definitely get at a northern... <laughs> a northern what, there's a good pie on offer, I'm coming. That's oh, it, I'm you told. know that. You know full well if you're up in Ewood Park doing an award ceremony that the standard of pie is going to be top-notch. You can come uh, anywhere, top-notch pies anywhere. They deliver into the south just so you know as well kyle don't worry um, you know, we'll, we'll put holland's out there we'll give him a quick shout out you know i got some good pies uh, but no I, th- I i prefer the awards being south i really do and it, it's for that exact re- reason that kind of rachel's highlighted the venues are available there for the size to bring people together to have yeah. the people as close as it is and like i said when it's a community like the av community is as close as it is if you have one person going, there's 50 people going. And if you have 50 people going, there's hundreds of people going. And so you need to find somewhere that caters for all. You know, there's there's not many places that could do it outside of that kind of South London area. There's not. Uh, and like I, don't said, see, I don't think we're quite at sort of filling the Birmingham NEC just yet. Yeah. <laughs> not, not we really want an awards event at Birmingham any No, not really, no. Inside the train. They're in the ball ring. Yeah. Great. You're all kicked out at seven, no more drinking. Yeah. Freezing PM, cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're quite there. We're we're quite there yet. But you know, I guess that that um the, the things that really make it, there's certain things that you sort of look forward to as part of that experience. I think the dressing up is really important. We spoke spoke about that. I love the fact that I'm going, I'll go and I'll get my tux on, get myself all looking as, as glamorous as, as possible. Yeah, uh, do my absolute best to, to uh, make it presentable. But I love that. That's a real part of it for me. And, and then the build up towards the, the start of it, that sort of fuzz, that, that, that fizz of expectation. Um, but then they've sort of built in those things that do give you that familiarity. Like we talked about the, um, the paparazzi at the entrances or, or the, the red carpet as you go in and those, those sort of that pre-drinks and that pre-awards buzz. I guess the other key part of it is is hosts and who's hosting the event. It's It's been this sort of talking point and build up, certainly for the Every Awards, but for, for other awards I've been to as well. And you get the announcement tonight's host is going to be. And I guess you've been through booking those, uh, uh, those guests. I can't imagine that that's an easy thing to do to try and pick somebody that is appropriate but is going to entertain i've more or less almost resigned on many occasions when i've not agreed about <laughs> about about one and you know there has been you know there have been occasions where actually it has probably been suited to more my um quite wrong personality sometimes that really doesn't fit <laughs> way, uh... stylings, I yeah, yeah so um, there, and there has been occasions and actually there was one and i can't remember um oh what's his name buxton adam buxton he didn't go down well at all. I think the final slide on the screen, you know, we always prepare to know what people, you know, what, what they're going to say. Your and heart everything. must drop. Your well, heart must. half my table thought it was funny and half of them didn't. So I had to just, I had to just go blank face. So, cause you, I just had to be, no, it's terrible. We're going to sort this out. Yeah. But, um, but no, we didn't, um, we normally know what they're going to do, but it was a complete shock to us. So he just got on stage and then basically uh, did this thing at the end. And we're like, what is this? It's going to offend so many people. And we actually lost a few sponsors that year. Yeah. Because of how horrified they were. <laughs> so, um, but you know, sometimes you just 
you can't prepare for what they're going to do on the night, unfortunately. No. And it's really not our fault, you know. It's outside your, you know, you're not the one that's out there. Performing, but the amount of stress that you're going through, right, who's going to who's going to deliver this? And 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 I've seen some amazing performers and, and really like the, the top class comedians. And that's testament to the people that have put these events on is being able to get the, the top class performers, the people you see on TV every week. It's not, you know, somebody from that does the, the, the open mic night down the pub. Yeah. These are, these are premium grade A top notch um, comedian and so lucky. I never got to see Sean Locke live in any oh, other time, so but sad. you know, I'm yeah. so sad that, that Sean Locke's not no longer with us, but to get to see him at an award show will always be a really fond memory for me um, mm. because he, I always, I've always found him funny and entertaining on on uh, the programs that he's been on, and and having that a bunch. But there's there's been so many good ones. I mean, Andy, can you pick a highlight? Is there a is there a host that you've seen at an award show that you would be your your favourite? You know who was really good? Who was and I've forgotten his name. Who was the guy that was this year? He was um uh but no, Russell Kane. Russell Kane. That's it. Yeah, because it was and then Ritual before and then. Um, yeah. Sean Locke before that. So I, I go and watch a fair bit of comedy and I'd seen Sean Locke previously and he was really good and stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Russell Kane very much before going to the show. And I was genuinely surprised with how good he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole sort of uh, working stuff off the cuff, because uh, standing up there for two hours must be quite boring, particularly when you get deep into the awards and everybody gets a bit restless and yeah. People find excuses to sneak off the bar. He's one of the few people that I've seen that's kind of kept everybody's attention for quite a long period of time. And he was quite likable because you get quite a diverse strata of people. So there's lots of different people that want to be there, you know, really old, really young. Everybody's got wildly different tastes. No matter what you do, you're going to pick the wrong thing. Particularly comedy with it being the, so subjective. You know, the really bad thing is I saw him when he was at the Park Lane Hilton as well. I seen I saw him twice at the AV Awards because he oh, done it. You? He did it twice. I mean, that's how yeah, that's how long I've been. Yeah. <laughs> that's how many years I was I've been going. Um, but he was great. His whole sort of interpersonal thing was fantastic. So I thought he was. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a company answer a little bit. But I thought he was genuinely great. I, I saw um I also saw Gabby Logan at another awards show and I thought she was fantastic and she was one of the most friendly people. It was a smaller awards event, but it was one of the most friendly people. Didn't need, you know, didn't need to talk to people, um, was there for it, but did a great job hosting. Re- you know, it was tough. It was it was after the the um the sort of we just started to creep out and go back out to do things and people in and around each other, but um it was re- she was really really friendly really really good uh, uh, host for the for the entire evening. Um, but one of the ones that I think that um, stands out, uh, Sean Locke. But um, I think what was the uh, the Irish guy's name that did the sports? I was about to say Dara O'Brien. Dara O'Brien is. I've seen him. He's not the one I'm thinking of. But have you you've seen him at awards? I've him seen before? him twice live. A year after another. And I still laughed at the same joke I did the year before. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I laughed harder the second year than I did the first year. Because you knew it was coming. I knew the pun, I knew the pun that was coming. Uh, but there is right. There's one comedian that um, a previous employer that they hired for three or four years, and he was just outright brilliant. He didn't come with a set. He just got there, rocked up, and went right. I'm going for it. And he never had a set out. They never knew, like you, Rachel, you never knew what it was going to happen. And he went for directors, he went for managers, and he was picking out uh, certain people. So, you know, he was pulling out those sort of jokes. Um, but it is that sort of thing of, I think, depending 
how your humour is, you can either accept every type of humour and go, do you know what that is a little bit funny? Or you go, actually, no, I don't like that. Because I, I, I was the opposite this year, and I think it was because I was more sober than anything than Andy was. Um, you know, I was sat there going, mm, I don't think I've liked this one as much. But then a couple of days later, I was remembering what he was saying and going, do you know what actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because I was on the corks at that time, Andy. <laughs> well, I think that's a good point, though, really, because, you know, you get the entertainment and and there's some, been some fantastic people uh, that have been organised to to be involved in in these the, these shows but the networking part is such a key part of these events and that shared experience we've talked about it previously on, on other podcasts around the shared experience and AV being an experience and it really is an experience in that environment and when we talk about the collective and the AV collective being close-knit that networking is so valuable at these types of of situations when we're able to get ourselves together and I guess that must be a real key part of your thinking of organizing of we're going to have this opportunity to network. So whether it's pre-drinks or VIP areas or even, I guess, the the judging part of it. And that is as a networking opportunity all the way through. So if you're organizing it, it must be a key factor or key thought because it's so important. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's the most important thing, you know. The awards are almost secondary when you go to an, um, to an awards event, unfortunately, you know, because, you know, by the 10th, 12th award, everyone's pretty far through quite a lot of bottles of wine that they, um, don't, <laughs> they don't even know they've been called or they've won or anything like that. And everyone's just moving around tables, just chatting. But yeah. no, it's um, it's definitely the hardest part and something, um, you know, I think the Grosvenor did really, really well. They had that red bar. Um, which was great and people like to go there yeah. and it was still kind of you know then they come back down to the um to have a dance and stuff like that but you know it's quite difficult um when you get to sort of size of something like um Battersea Evolution because it's so big it's about mm. containing containing people and trying to like actually keep them entertained so um so it becomes a bit more difficult and you've got to be a little bit more creative in that sense so I think I mean the AV Awards have only really been there twice or they've only been there twice and I think they've just got so much more to come, you know, as they yeah. find their feet in that in their home. But at the same time, they're really open. Like all these awards events are really open to. They, they send out these um, surveys each year, saying how would you like to see the networking? You know, what would you like? And they do listen. And we do fully. That they. I keep saying we. I'm not at AV magazine. <laughs> they do fully expect want the industry to go back and give them feedback so they can develop it to be better for next year. But although a lot of Funnily enough, the industry likes to moan, but they won't give feedback. If you were to deliver much of the same motions, I don't think people would get too bored of it with some minor tweaks because there's a certain level of expectation of, of it. I don't think you're going to go from drastically changed to, you know, suddenly everybody's sitting on a swinging chair on the ceiling uh, and, and eating their dinner off their laps. You know, it, it's never going to go drastically differently. But I guess the fact that they're able to provide that feedback and, and have their input and say, well, this worked, this worked for me, this didn't work for me, you know, this is important to me. And I guess if you're organising an event uh, like that where, where you, you're giving out awards, it's how many different things are you recognising? Because podcast last week, you know, AV being so huge and so many different parts of it, you could provide a, an award for every different aspect of a projector or a bracket oh, or a screen God. or a broadcast camera <laughs> or a light or an audio. That, that You could have infinite number of awards. So where you draw the line, it must be so important, oh, certainly on a, such a big an awards event. Well, that's it. The... Uh... The categories are probably the most controversial um, part of the entire, probably the entire event. I think 
everyone generally, you know, they trust the judging process. You've got so many different judges and AV, MAG don't get involved in it. They just, you know, m moderate it and stuff. But with the categories, you've always got someone saying, you know, I can't compete against them. And it's like, okay, but we can't have a category for every single type of screen. LFD, yeah. LED, um, touch, you can't do that. You know, you may as well just call it the, uh, the large format display awards or something. Yeah. But, you know, there, there has been, there was chat for uh, quite a few years because, you know, AV Mag was is owned by a, a much bigger company, hmm. and essentially they were like, you know, if this is getting too big, you've got thirty awards now. Why don't you look at having a product awards one day, and then a, a project awards another day? Yeah. And, and it was like, okay, but do you think sponsors are going to give you four different budgets for each of those? award because it does unfortunately it does fundamentally come down to how much the sponsors are going to pay oh okay i guess that that must be a future part can, of it yeah so you know it, it really it you know a lot of it does come down to that year like we have we'd have to get a certain amount of revenue in to determine what we were going to do that year mm. so it cut, does come down to that well because you know publishing doesn't make as much money as like all these av companies in the world but so, <laughs> well, um, i think i think if you've got like the, the the balance of it is is the value of that award for a particular company so as a manufacturer how much you value the fact that you can advertise yourself as an award-winning product and where you would then utilize that for marketing but then as i guess personal branding has become so much more important and people have been had their awareness raised of the importance of advertising yourself and what you're able to do those personal awards you look at like the 40 under 40 awards or uh, the prestige that comes with those types of um, those types of things or, or salesperson of the year or, or the largest project, those sorts of things. I guess it's how many people value those things more and, and what the change will be away from this product is slightly better than that product to this person has delivered slightly more for the industry, their peers or whatever it might be. Well, I think it all comes down, it, it, you know, fundamentally any, any value from any awards event, you've got to look at how it's judged. Who are the judges? What's the, you know, what's the criteria? How have they won? You know, there are many pay for play awards out there and there are ones without judging panels and there are just voting, you know, and mm. all those kind of things. And, you know, there's probably a place for all of them. But actually, you know, what what's the most value should be from the people that you want to read your entry? Do you want a bunch of end users reading your entry and going, you know, wow, this person or this project was fantastic. And what is their credibility? So it's about looking at it from that perspective. Rather yeah, you want to be judged by your peers, I guess. Yeah. And then obviously, I mean, I mean, it really depends what the goal is for, um, you know, everyone's goal is different, you know, because, you know, if it's to raise your profile and boost credibility, then it's great. You're highlighting achievement and innovation. Great. But also it's something different, like recognizing your team and boosting team morale. Yeah. Um, so there's so many different you know, regardless of how good or bad an awards event you might class, you know, you're going to get a lot of that off the back of it. Yeah, I, I agree. We we got together collectively. You know, we've entered awards uh, within the, the company we work for, and 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 you know, collectively it gave us an opportunity to come together. And, and I think that was a key thing to be part of that that presentation, to be part of that 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 team together, that team spirit. I think I don't know if you guys felt that as well it was, it was that sort of we were all work all together to to go for the win well the thing about sales is that every day it's you know go 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 there's, you rarely get a moment to sort of step back and look back at the previous year so when you look at award shows there's an opportunity to kind of go what have we done for the last 12 months what you know what was quite successful yeah. where have been the high watermarks and 
and just being forced to literally write it down on an email or write a letter or something to say these are the things that we've done it's it's a weird kind of nice period of reflection that you get which I guess is maybe not what it's intended for but it's a nice little consequence that you get on the side yeah yeah and you can you know a hundred percent and that's you know so separate to winning or even being shortlisted it's almost something a personal thing that you go yeah you know we've done really well this year because actually you know when when companies have entered for the company category and they may have not won we have had feedback before where they've gone you know that was such a great experience because actually what it made us do is look from the outside in at our business and actually it's not only highlighted some great things it's highlighted some things that we definitely have to improve so it's almost been like a business plan kind Mm. of um situation you can see you can definitely see that you can definitely see what, how companies can utilize, you know, something where it is forcing you to reflect on your abilities as a business. If you're looking at a company wide or yourself as a person and your personal achievements, or if you're looking to present yourself to be rewarded for the achievements that you've, that you've, that you've, uh, you've had. So you can see why that would be a really good use of, of it to, to reflect on your experiences. Um, so a part of all of that is, I made a joke about it earlier, but it's pretty standard fare at any of these award ceremonies. Has anybody ever had anything different than blade and beef or chicken wrapped in bacon? Please speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> and mash and vegetables. You must have been hammered at last year's AV Awards or the one in 2019, because once we moved to Battersea, we didn't have to use Grosvenor House's um, traditional um, caterers. Mm-hmm. And actually, the caterers, they were a bit more modern, had a modern flair. Yeah. So next year, you go to the AV Awards, check it out. Well, 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 but but I, I can't remember it being anything other than Blade of Beef. I swear it was a Blade of Beef. It's Am I wrong? to get the food right for that. Am because... I wrong? Like, I, yeah, it's, it, must be, it must be so difficult. If you're looking at a room full of, of I don't know, what the capacity in there, you've got a couple of thousand people, is it, the, yeah. The, yeah. in, in yeah, the AV Awards? yeah. Or, or in, in any, like, you know, I've been to the to the CRN Awards, uh, you know, you've got thousands and thousands of people at, uh, in Battersea or in any of these venues uh, and, and smaller or bigger, but to cater for that many people must be always different. But I just, I can't, I've never had anything different. It's always been one or the other of those. Uh, are you yeah, out there I'm and you look at the you look at the menu and go, oh, chicken wrapped in bacon. <laughs> There's a surprise. You know what, I, I can honestly say, it's a good job I've checked the menus over the years, like afterwards or before, because on the night, I never remember what I've eaten. <laughs> I'm normally too drunk or too like lost in conversation or just scattered around networking that when I get back, my plate's gone anyway and I hadn't even touched it yet. <laughs> I'll apologize yeah, for that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark doesn't even get a ticket. He's just put something in his pockets up to go home. <laughs> so clearly not. We've all had the same experience. We've all, we've all had that. I, I always struggle because you've, you're dressed up, you're all looking smart and you've got blade of beef or chicken wrapped in bacon or whatever it might be with gravy, always with gravy. So I've got, the, <laughs> not, I'm dressed as nice as I'm ever going to dress and you've given me gravy. Like I'm the pains you go to not to try and spill something down your front. Do you find it harder to um, drop red wine or gravy? What's uh, what's worse? What's it's both? What both are going both, yeah. <laughs> If one's on, you're pouring the other one on just to match. Yeah, it. yeah, that's how you get it out, right? Isn't that yeah? Balance. Exactly. If you spill gravy, you get red wine on it. So that gets no, it's white wine on red wine, isn't it? Yeah. It's so it's the pains you go to, and you're sat there. Usually, I, I, I've sat on many tables, different things, and you don't always know everybody that sat around the table. So you're really minding your table manners because you're at a you know a, in a nice venue and you've given something where you know full well that 
the uh, danger at any point of spilling something down your top and you've probably got to give it back to the hire shop and you don't want to have to pay the excess <laughs> so you've got that and then you're struggling to make sure that you're eating properly you're not spilling wine down your top you're not spilling gravy down your top and then somebody asks you a question it's it's worrying it's a concern you get stressed out about this stuff if, if someone had a, a recording <laughs> or a picture of right the meals are out let's go around to the actual tables and get a picture of the tables everyone would look like pigeons we're all there in a penguin suit and leaning forward <laughs> and just like fucking <laughs> going through that that's exactly how we all are it is and you know i 100 at this AV awards and i can't remember who pointed it out that starters came out i started eating and someone went wrong fork i was like nope and <laughs> I took away and i went you might have a problem here. <laughs> I have just used the big fork for the little fork things. Oh, no. <laughs> Start at the outside. Work I can't believe really someone would even point that out, though. I'm quite sure I've done it all. I push up, do it all the time. Who? Yeah, it's one of those where at one point I did consider cutting the chicken with my spoon. Um, you know. <laughs> if there's a person even commenting on that, they shouldn't even be at an awards event. Well, some people are very particular. <laughs> the amount of time you spend getting dressed up i mean you get some lovely suits and and uh, you know stunning dresses and everyone makes such an effort don't they i mean it must i, I love it I, it's great isn't it it's the best part for me is the opportunity to get because when else are you going to put a uh, um a, a sort of you know a proper penguin fancy, suit on. yeah penguin suit on basically I, I don't go to enough other events clearly but it's a nice treat isn't it and then you I'll spend sort of, you know, days agonising over the right typing, the, the right sort of little bit of flourish of colour in the suit, you know, oh, which literally crazy. nobody cares about. Yeah. <laughs> you care about it. That's what I matters. care about it, but no one else does. But Here's I know a question. I'm with, I am going to you know, notice that next year now. This year. <laughs> Here's a question for those of you that own uh, the, the, the dresses and, and, the, and the penguin suit. How many days before an award ceremony do you try it on? To make sure it still fits. Oh, weeks. Oh, weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <give> me... <laughs> I'm the weirdo. Clearly, the anxious one. You're the one that's yeah. You're not the one up Moss Bros two days before. <laughs> <laughs> Three days for me. Three days for you. Definitely within the week, of course. Yeah. I mean, I normally bought mine about three to six months before because I'm just like you know obsessive like that, and it's really difficult when you go up on stage every year. You've got to try and find a different dress. So yeah. that, it, it, it you know it is the it is a very big first of all problem. But um, I remember but, when. I went up on stage and gave one. I, like, I was one of I was one of the uh, given one of the awards one year, and um, I made sure that I had the extra special suit on because you're like uh, everyone's gonna be looking at me. Oh. Forgetting the fact that it was the second to last award, and that by that time everyone was hammered, and, and I, I'm like, no, I'm not drinking, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm, I'm staying completely so, I'm staying completely with it. And you look out at this sea of people that are. <laughs> Also, from that Not distance of you. you being on stage, there's how many? There's thousands of men in penguin suits. With you on that distance on the stage, you look the same as everybody else as well. Yeah. No one can see the detail. <laughs> yeah, but it was for me. You, you, yeah, you, you exactly. wanted to feel that you know I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, give an award. The, the the other part of it is though everyone comments on with the AV awards. You've got the the eggs, or you've got the the crystal oh, yeah. things for for others. The, they're very distinctive, but I have to ask because you've got your one, and you—I'm sure you were part of that. Why silver eggs? I was, you know, that—that's the ridiculous thing. It, that was even pre before my time. I think was it really? Yeah, I think that is literally that. 
that's that one might have been a Peter Lloyd thing. And so you might okay. ask him, you know, he's the old <laughs> editor that was editor for 30 odd years. It was really funny. One of the winners was returning back to Germany one year and he sent me a message once he got back and said he got pulled over at customs because they were like, they actually thought he had a sex toy. <laughs> what is this used for? Yeah, he, he was like, I had to go into detail. That is an award, an award, you know, look, you have to Google it and everything. So brilliant. I <laughs> cried when I found out about that. They're probably those AV awards as well. They are. They if you, are drop, really them, if you drop them off the old balcony at the Grosvenor, you'd actually kill somebody. I think you would. They, they are really heavy. They're, they're, they're proper solid metal. I just I just wonder whether we could shed some light on, on what the original idea of concept was. But you, know you see these these things, they're so, uh, you know, they are iconic. In, and, you know, with others uh, as well, where they have the, the same sort of awards, you can see the branding, you can see the the prestige behind the what they've put together, that you're really, you know, genuinely just ecstatic about winning something like that. But but the, the prestige that you've got of, of the, your silver egg or your your, your crystal uh, crystal statue or, or whatever it might be. Um, I mean, and it's such AV a little thing. One, I can genuinely say no one in the AV Awards team of the last 20 years knows that was why the hell there's like a big giant <laughs> and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that but that's what it often gets called affectionately called is the so you know we had a new MD that came into the business when I was at, at, at AV and he'd um he was horrified by it he was like we have to change it we have to change it but there was like full-on refusal by the AV team going nope this is what everyone knows and this is what we've got to keep They've changed. They've changed the format though, because I've seen them when they've had them like the horizontal one, and that, and then they went to the standing up ones. I've seen them in, in different places, so they've definitely. But it's always remained that that silver egg. So they they are iconic for it. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, Rachel, it's been amazing talking to you about this, but uh, we're coming towards the end of it now. I can't finish a podcast without handing over to Mister Sharp for the end of it. Now, have we finally got a quiz, Andy? Are we ever well, going to get there? Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close. Um, we are, so we, we've got almost as close to a quiz as you can get. I mean, I've got one question, so there is a form of a quiz that but is better, mostly based around that is better other quiz that we've bits. had. So think of it like the tentative first steps into a quiz. You know, I'm like a newborn foal making my way into the world, <laughs> um, the world of quizzes, I guess, um, to paint you a picture. So. First thing I wanted to talk about, uh, so looking at famous award shows from around the world, um, where else do you start but with the Oscars, right? Um, the Academy Awards is filmed in a shopping mall, which I didn't know, but really? if we complete some pictures, we can show you this, because there's before and after pictures, and it is literally the Westfield. So you know the famous sort of like <laughs> steps you've got walking up? Yeah. You've got the red carpet on the stuff, just normal shopping centre mall, you're like kidding me. That what the actual Academy aware. Awards? You're yeah. kidding me. It's yeah, in a shopping yeah. center. It is literally a shopping center and it's oh. called Hollywood and Higland Mall. That's blown my mind. Crackers. It's no extraordinarily way. average looking when it isn't the Oscars. <laughs> Well, um, I, mean, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the evening. Yeah, of course. Yeah, look, before and after Oscar's location pictures. Well, I'll send you all the link after. Yeah, we'll stick them out on the Twitter. Definitely, it. we'll put we'll tweet them out. Um, oh my gosh, that is unreal. I have just looked at a picture. That is unbelievable. Well, you know, you wanted your Northern Awards event. <laughs> <laughs> Trafford Centre. Here we come. We've now found our biggest venue. Yeah. Meadow Hall, the Sheffield. Tower look like the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> We're in. 
Yeah, Vegas of the North, eh, Mark? Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Um, so the other one, uh, the other thing I was going to mention is there is a very specific set of seats for the Oscars. Let's say hypothetically three hundred people, and there are three hundred tickets that go with it. So it's almost impossible to sneak into the Oscars because if you sneak in. Um, and there isn't a seat for you, and there are very specific seats named to the people that are going to be there, you've got nowhere to sit. Um, so that's why not enough people actually tend to be able to sneak into the Oscars or to sort of infiltrate into the Hiding Oscar McDonald's if it's in the middle of the shopping centre. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hanging around building. Yeah, they just at the, the food court and having a load of KFC anyway, so it's all I've been told a high-vis can get you in anywhere. That's the next championship. <laughs> that's, that's what we've got to do. I've they never seen Tom Hanks in a high vis <laughs> waiting outside <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> so, the last little fact for the Oscar is the Oscar trophy takes an hour to polish and has more gold on it than any other awards, which is um, kind of nice, I suppose. So, here's my question Who has won the most Oscars ever? It's a very simple, open question. And no, no cheating, no Googling at and yeah, looking at No up. Googling. Um, you will kick Oscars? yourselves when you don't get it and you won't get it. Who's won the most Oscars? Is it a guy or a girl? It it's... is a gentleman. Oh my goodness me. Probably Tom Hanks. That person has won 26 and been nominated. I think it's got, hasn't it got to be someone like Steven Spielberg? It's got to be a famous director who's done like loads and loads and loads of films. Well, uh, I'll give you a clue. I'll tell you who's second, and it's John Williams, the famous. Um, yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea. Oh, okay. It's... So it's a composer. Is it like. Uh, well, it's not a composer, but it's somebody that isn't necessarily an actor or a director. Right. Okay. I mean, is it going to be some really obscure, like the best boy for that's been on like five million? <laughs> you know what? I, I really wish I'd done that. I'd be like, yeah, it's Barry Lewington films. from uh, Talking. Yeah. Um, no, I no, don't mean it's we... Walt Disney. So, Walt Disney. Um, yeah, he's won twenty-six oh. awards. So, ah. I said you kick yourself. Yeah, yeah, that is that is uh, it's obvious when you made me think about it. So he's still so basically he's still winning awards even though he's like dead. Yeah, I guess that's cheating if I'm honest. But yeah, he's sort of winning. How, there's only so many posthumous awards you can win, surely. Like <laughs> the, the D- Disney as a as a brand, maybe, but maybe not. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm not sure he did earlier. Yeah, I mean the, every yeah. film that came out. I feel that's a bit of a subjective one. Yeah, <laughs> and that's me. That's you. Thank you so much, Andy. That's brilliant. I absolutely love that. Uh, I'll definitely be tweeting out the pictures of uh, the before and after look at the Oscars. Rachel, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on with us today. Thank you so much. We really hope you come back and join us. Um, As always, thank you very much. Uh, To everybody that's been listening and supporting, thank you all. We really enjoy every bit of interaction that you're having with us. We really thank you for everything that you're doing to support the podcast. Uh, we are now available on iTunes, on Amazon Music, on Spotify, uh, everywhere that you can possibly find a podcast, we are available. Look out for us on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social medias. I really appreciate your support. We'll look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.